welcome back to livealittlehigher.com. I really hope you had a beautiful hug, a beautiful Pesach, in which you renewed your energy and your motivation to keep growing in Torah and mitzvot, uh, that you have the inspiration to serve Hashem with joy and to fulfill the purpose for which you were created. This week we read Parasha Aharei here in the Diaspora. Actually in Israel there are one Parasha ahead, they're reading Parasha Kedoshim. So Parasha Aharei begins with the verse God spoke to Moshe after the deaths of Aharon's two sons, Nadav and Abihu, who drew close to God and died. So the question asked the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, in one of his sihas, he asked, why does the verse conclude that they, they died? Like, it, it, if you read the verse, it doesn't make any sense. And it says that, that they drew close to God and then they died. So the Midrash mentions several possible reasons for why they died, why they died after they went into the Holy of Holies to serve Hashem. And so one is that they entered the Holy of Holies, the, the Kodesh HaKodashim, without being asked to go in there. The second one is that they didn't wear the required garments to offer in this place. And the third one is that they were not married and they hadn't fathered children. So the question arises here, where are, are the allusions to the sins in the verse? Like what's wrong with going into the Holy of Holies? What's wrong with not wearing priestly garments? And what's wrong with not being married and having children? And more, furthermore, it says, how was it possible for Nadav and Abihu to commit such sins? Like if they knew this was against Hashem's will, why would they do this? What's, what's going on here? So our sages state that Moshe had told Aaron that he knew that the sanctuary would be consecrated by the death of those close to Hashem. He knew this by prophecy. And he thought that obviously one of the, the, the ones that were going to die were him and Aaron. He never thought that, that Nadad and Avihu were going to be the ones that died. And because of this, he said to Aaron, they are greater than us. So how could individuals on such a spiritual plane commit such a severe, severe sin? And let's see what this, this sin is all about. Because uh, the, the, the whole purpose of them going into the Holy of Holies was that they wanted to cling to Hashem. They wanted to be close to God. They didn't want to let go of Hashem. How can this be a sin? If a person is yearning, yearning, yearning to be connected to God, how can this be a sin? So Hasidut, it teaches in Or HaHaim, and it, ex it explains that the sin of Aharosons differs from sin as we usually understand it, and their sin involved allowing themselves to cling to Hashem in such a way that they, they, they didn't want to come back to the world. This was the sin. They had a ratso, but they didn't want a shuv. They didn't want to return. And, they, and this implies the words, who drew close to God and died. Because they drew close to God in such a way, their neshamas left their bodies, they were disembodied, and they expired. And so this, this is considered a sin, because a Jew must 
uh, must endeavor to rise above the material consciousness and, and reach uh, uh, the highest level of, of connection to God. This is what we're trying to do in our lives by fulfilling mitzvahs and learning Torah. We're trying to reach a high level of connection to Hashem. Nevertheless, this thrust towards spiritual ascent should be balanced. Uh, as Maimonides say, the, the best path is the middle path. You cannot be too much to the right, you cannot be too much to the left. Hashem needs you here. And, um, and a person that is not grounded, that is always flying around thinking about the heavenly worlds and the souls and the, all these uh, spiritual, mystical um, experiences, has to also be able to be grounded and be able to live in this world, in this material reality, in this physicality of a world. And this is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants a Jew to live here, to live in this world, to, to enjoy, not only enjoy, but to elevate all the material world. So the, the Hispatus Hashkamius, which is the highest state in which the soul completely casts away its garment. This is when a person is so 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 connected to Hashem he's so not in this world that his his neshama leaves the body uh, this is not what Hashem wants from us he wants us to have a ratzo a ratzo which means to to go but he wants us to also come back he doesn't want us to only cling to him and not be able to come back into the world and, and fulfill our purpose so this is the true divine service and as the sages say against your will you live Instead of leaving our bodies as they might like to do, our soul must shoulder the burden of refining the world and steering it towards its destiny. So when a soul comes down to this world, when he's sent to this world, he comes down through a chain-like reaction and he's, he's, he's given a body to live in for the amount of years he's supposed to live in this world. That is a trauma for a soul. The soul doesn't want to come down to the world. The soul is very happy up there. They, why would he need to come into a body, experience pain, experience sorrow, experience uh, hunger and cold and, and all the things that are uncomfortable in this world? Why would a soul want to, to, to come to a world where he has to experience this? Why? It doesn't make any sense. So the, in reality, the soul doesn't want to come down. The soul wants to stay up there basking in the rays of divinity. Hashem wants that soul to come down. And what's the whole purpose of a soul coming down to the world? Why would Hashem invest himself in a soul? And it is because Hashem wants a dwelling place down here. He wants an abode in this world, in the lowest of the lowest. And to be able to have a house in this world, he needs to have people that will live in this world and make a home for him. So this whole idea of Nadav and Abihu, clinging to God in such a way that they expired, in reality shows that they rejected their mission. They didn't want to come to this world to create a home to God. They were selfish in a way because the only thing they wanted was to connect to God, but they didn't want to do what Hashem wanted them to do. So the highlight, to highlight this concept, the verse states, and they died, although it already mentions their death, what was their sin? So they allowed their souls to their yearning was not balanced with a com commitment to worldly service. So 
there's something that is very important to understand. And this is what, when, where Bitajon taps into the picture, trusting Hashem. Trusting Hashem in reality is a commandment of the Torah. We are commanded to trust God. If we see the first commandment of the Torah, I am God, your Lord, who took you out of Egypt. In reality, what it's telling you is, I take you out of Egypt. Trust in me. I am your God, your Lord, that takes you out of Egypt. So, in, in, in reality, we have to trust Hashem. We have to have our reliance on God and understand that the world is not random. We are not in a vacuum. Everything that's happening around us, every experience we experience, everything we see, everything we hear, everything we taste, everything is designed specifically for our mission and purpose in this world, which is to create a home for Hashem. So based on the above, we see that the, the sages say they enter the Holy of Holies, their yearning for God without thought of worldly involvement, it propelled them further and further into the sanctuary without concern for any limits. They were not thinking about God. They were not thinking about God. And this is where the problem starts because they were not thinking, okay, what's my purpose in this world? Why am I here? What's the whole purpose of me being in a body, having a soul, having a, 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 a world that is material around me. What's the whole purpose of this? They didn't ask these questions. They were just like, we want to be up there. We, we don't want to be down here. So there's two ways to have a relationship with God. And it's a very thin line. It's very subtle. When you do a mitzvah, usually people do mitzvahs because they want to show Hashem that they love Hashem. They want to show Hashem that they love him. They want to uh, earn the world to come. They want, there's many reasons, intentions of why a person keeps a mitzvah or learns Torah. It can be by rote because this is the way they were brought up and this is what they do. And since they were born, this is the way they live and they don't put a lot of thought in it and it's a way of life. Other people are trying to grow as a human being. They want to be better. They want to better themselves. They want to refine themselves and all this is beautiful and everything comes with 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 fulfilling Hashem's desires when you do a mitzvah you're fulfilling Hashem's will even if you do it for the wrong reason at the end you're gonna end up doing it for the right reason teaches our sages that do it anyways but the true intention the real intention a Jew should have when he fulfills mitzvot is that he is fulfilling the will of Hashem. I'm doing this because this is what Hashem wants. This is what He wants. If it makes me feel good, it's, that's not what's important. If it gives me uh, bonus points for the world to come, that's not what's important. It should be a complete altruistic experience in which you serve Hashem just because. Because, just because, no, no ulterior mo motive, no uh, agenda, no personal agenda. It's not about me. It's about Hashem. It's about doing what Hashem wants you to do. It's about being that person that Hashem wants you to be. It's not about you. And this is, I feel, really the, very, the big, big difference between um, 
other religions or philosophies in which people and even Jewish religion if it's taken in this way because it can be taken in this way in which people are trying to be better and trying to be more loving and trying to be more giving and trying to be better people which is great we should be doing that too but the the the, the, the outcome of serving Hashem in a way in which we're doing it for him and not for us with no selfishness involved we're doing because this is why he created the world this is what he envisioned and this is what he dreamed about and we do it for him ultimately will bring all the other things together you're gonna be a better person you're gonna have a reward in the world to come you're gonna live a better life all that comes in the in the in the in the package deal so Rashi states that the purpose of the instruction do not enter the inner sanctuary at all times it is in this manner that he should enter the sanctuary was to warn Aaron and his descendants not to engage in the kind of divine service practiced by Nadav and Abihu because they would suffer the same fate so our yearning for God the Ratsu when a person wants to be connected to Hashem is yearning for Hashem wants a better world is dreaming about a better better world it must feel complete and, and, and a total commitment to Hashem loving him with one's might with all his heart and all his soul this is called behold meodeha the, the Hebrew term meodeha is rooted in the word meod which means very and a person's love for God must be excessive we should have excessive love for God this is why addiction exists and we are ADDs and all these things that the, the world is trying to fight in reality there are gimmicks that are put into into us there there are chip we're wired like that but we should use it for the service of Hashem and only for that so the person's love for God should be excessive taking him beyond his natural limitations and as long as one's love can be associated with motivating rational or has limits it is not with all your might so the question now arises when a person is roused to a state of yearning that knows no boundaries how can he prevent his soul from expiring and instead return to serving God on the material plane? So if a person, like look, it's telling us here, you have to, to, to bring that love of God, and the Tanya explains it, uh, how do we arouse this love, this love for Hashem, which is, uh, uh, it's, it's in us. It's not something that we have to, to acquire. It's something that is within us. The thing is, is, it's dormant. We have to awaken it. We have to bring it out. And how do we do it? We do it by meditating on Hashem's greatness. When you sit for a moment and you look at the world and you look at the, the perfection of everything He creates and all the, the water, the oceans, the, the sky, the birds, uh, all these things that are creations of Hashem and when you see the perfection and you see how the whole world is so perfect the body the human body the cells the organs how the body functions and you meditate on these things you are gonna arouse within you a great love for Hashem you're gonna feel like oh, like full of love for Hashem when you acknowledge the kindness he does for you every day every little thing you have every little thing you he helps you do everything you do you're gonna be able to feel a huge love for Hashem but the, this love that arises 
in us and a person is aroused to this to this level of love where there's no boundaries he has to show show he has to come back the, the whole purpose of inspiring ourselves and feeling this love for Hashem is to come back to the world and use that feeling and bring it to the world. So one must exercise caution in regard to the very first stages of yearning for God. There's a story of the Lubavitcher Rebbe that when he used to sit and give his mimers, it is the Sihas, he used to sit around many, many people and give these very, very profound, deep, deep concepts of the Torah. He used to grab himself to a handkerchief, like wrap it around his hands and grab himself because the, 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 he would arise he would rise up to such levels that he had to ground himself to the world to be able to remember to come back down. So we're not in this level, we're, we're not in the level of these people, but what's important for us to understand is that when you have an aha moment, when you do have a moment of inspiration, of, of awakening, of, of wow, you have a new insight, you have a new inspiration, the, the whole purpose of that is for you to come back to Shuv and to spread it to the world. So this is what the, the, the sons of Aaron were supposed to do because they were selfish in their love for Hashem. They expired. And there's a, there's a Talmudic passage that explains this beautifully. It says that there's four, four entered into a mystic experience referred to the Pardes. There were the, the Ben Asai glanced and he died. The Ben Zoma glanced and, and was injured. Uh, there was another one that went in that I don't remember who it was and he came out crazy. And then Rabbi Akiva entered in peace and he came out in peace. So what is this talking about? What's the whole uh, uh, tractate in the Talmud? What is this talking about? It says that the difference between Rabbi Akiva and the other sages that went into the Pardes is that Rabbi Akiva approach to this mystical experience that he had is that he went in with, with, the, with the intention of grasping the spiritual to come back and bring it to the world. He had peace. He went in peace and he came out in peace. Because the difference with the other sages, they went in to find something for themselves. They were not in there looking for what does Hashem want from me. They went in there to look for something for themselves. And that's why all these things happened to them. So Rabbi Akiva, he departed in peace because he entered in peace. And he entered with the intent of fulfilling God's will and establishing peace between the heavenly fellowship and the earthly fellowship. His whole purpose was to bring the, the, the peace of the heaven down to the earth. And so for this reason, the command begins do not. The emphasis is on self-nullification, that a person should not seek only personal closeness to Hashem, but rather should desire nothing else but the fulfillment of God's will. The whole purpose of getting close to God is to fulfill His desires in this world. That's the whole purpose why we should attach ourselves to Hashem, is to be able to bring godliness to the world. This is the whole purpose. So I want to leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.